Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Comfort Free Conversations, and we're here to undo everything you think you know. Hello, how you doing? How's it going, brother? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, good, to, good to have you on, man. Absolutely, man. It's good to be on. It's good to be on. Yeah, so for uh, just introducing, um, this is uh, Open Your Bibles. Um, I've, I've made many disclaimers that um, I am a Christian. I follow the Christian faith. Um, so this is not a Christian podcast. It's not limited to that. What I aim to do is to normalize people coming fully as they are and not just parts of themselves, um, you know, because those parts will always influence your ideas and your conversation. So today we're just opening up uh, this perspective to, to normalize critiquing it. I know people have a lot of controversial issues when it comes to this. And, and I think a lot of it is misunderstood. So one of the things that I will always aim to do with this podcast is bring some clarity, um, bring yeah. some clarity to some issues. And I think this, my, my brother here, he's, he does a really good job of that. Um, he has support for a lot of his ideas. And so we're just going to kind of tag team it. So for this specific episode, we will do a lot of live comments. I normally don't do as many live comments um, in normal episodes because I'm trying to be considerate of people who don't get to watch this live. But for this episode, I think this it would be particularly much more productive if we if we open for live questions, comments, and attacks, uh, just just openly for people to interact with. Of course, so, uh, I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that's the whole point of having the stereo app and people to be able to give their perspective, um, their opinion, and um, something that you know, if they something they do know they don't know, we can answer the questions and you know. Um, go based off of um, the expertise that you may have. We're, hey, with that being said, we already have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 get it going. This is exactly what we said would happen. Are you doing comfort free? Open your Bibles. Interesting name. <laughs> greetings to y'all both, and greetings to the room. I'm just here perusing these stereo streets, and woo, comfort. You love having these conversations uh, in reference to <laughs> to discomfort. All right, I'm in here for a little bit. Uh, much respect, Roy Truth. Follow back. <laughs> How you doing, Roy Truth, man? Hey, uh, respect to you as well, brother. You know, we're just here to have the conversations. And I actually, you know what? I wanted to kind of chime in in regards to comfort free, man. I, I heard I, I follow your uh, your Instagram and some of the stuff that you said on there in regards to what comfort free means for you was really kind of incredible. How you put that together, man. So I just wanted to give you a shout out for that too. Get out of your, man, basically you. get out of your comfort zone, man. Get out your comfort zone. Have the conversation. It's okay to discuss it and disagree with somebody respectfully. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm excited. Um, I think this is this be really productive. It's really useful for people. Um, you know, there's and this this isn't any platform or playing field. I've had political conversations thus far, um, some philosophical yeah. ones, just some one clarifying definitions that I think people need to look into. We've talked about mm -hmm. uh, the generations, man. I'm excited for where this is going and, and really dynamic characters to come onto the show and speak. Um, you know, exactly. so it's been a journey. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. With that being said, uh, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you want to go with it? Did you want to just, like I said, engage the, the people that are listening in or just kind of give your pre pre preference or, um, 
I guess, ideology in regards to, you know, the, the topic or the question that's stated in, um, below? Um, well, absolutely. Well, until we, we, we don't have any questions right now. And that's that's really what yeah. this is. This is really going to be stimulated off of is people's open dialogue and interaction with it. But for now, I think mm-hmm. we can kind of like just speculate between the two of us. Like, why do we think that uh, there's so much controversy centered around the Bible um, and and like what's how people interpret it and a lot of mi- misunderstandings of it and what it mm-hmm. actually is? Well, I think sure. that would be some productive conversations until we get some questions. Well, could I could I start that off? Can, can yes, I sir. Off on Sunday. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> for, for 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 my from my perspective and from my from what I've been able to see throughout the years, um, I believe that people have an an, an issue or um, a gripe with either Christianity, Christianity or God in general, because they mm-hmm. want God to fit their own ideology. They want to mm. bring God and put them in their own thinking and in their minds. And if it doesn't line up and make sense for them, then they kind of either discredit, um, don't like some of the things that the Bible says in the Old Testament or the New, or don't even comprehend or or understand what they say based on getting, you know, um, discernment or getting revelation from the spirit, et cetera. And people just kind of get turned off based on that. And then I think also people get turned off on the hip- hypocrisy of Christianity. Um, there's a lot of people that claim to be Christians and, you know, do all kinds of stuff that it's obviously that goes against the Christian quote unquote religion or the Bible. So people that are looking at it, they're like, what? You know what I mean? And then on the contrary, there's people that are all following and walking in as well. So I just think that, you know, naturally people, um, with their carnal carnal thinking and their, their just their own reasoning, look at the Bible or look at you know what's written in the Bible and they just don't agree with it. You know what I mean? That's my that's my perspective. And, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And you know, to start off, my first very very first podcast um, talked about the difference between an opinion and a belief, right? And so your journey of of belief is not one of opinion, right? And and a belief is is something that you view as objective truth like it's not something you decided or defined it's something you discovered and so as you discovered this this is how you view truth you feel that this is how the world works it's not the way that you think that the world should work and i think that's and i completely agree with you i think many people pursue truth uh through the lens of their opinion what it should be so Mm. they find something that they subscribe to that they want or they enjoy they like but it's not exactly. it's not with the motive of just knowing what is sure yeah sure okay and so okay. so i definitely think that and then and i i think i agree with you um people misunderstand certain things and i've had a lot of intense moments with scripture myself where i was offended or or beriled but i didn't automatically write it off as wrong what i went and did exactly. is i went and investigated right um sure yeah, because if 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 God is who we say he is, one, he should be able to, to survive our skepticism, which is uh, part of what I want to normalize. Like Christians can be skeptical. We I, I even argue that we should be. Um, it's be, it's biblical. Go ahead. That's biblical. Yeah. No, no, no. Basically, by being skeptical, that's biblical to say based on what the scripture says. There's, it says test all things. There's a, there's a scripture that says test what you hear. Um, like the Bereans, you know, they went back and they, you know, obviously study diligently to see like hold on is this guy lining up with the scripture what the scriptures are saying so i believe you don't automatically take stuff on on face value you know what i mean you have to do Mm -hmm. your your homework and your research and and kind of dig for yourself to get that clarity and understanding absolutely and so and i think we have a large community of people who are upset particularly i would say the atheistic community 
um, agnostic community are very disappointed in us. And, and for due reason, because we don't have any basis for what we believe. It's just like, well, I was born into this or this makes me feel good, which are not strong enough things sure. to, to believe something. But I, I, I'll, I'll disagree on the simple fact that when you do give the reasoning for your belief and kind of, you know, go back based off of more than just I grew up in Christianity and you, mm-hmm. you, you grow up in doing your own research, you could reason. You know what I mean? I think what it is is that what's missing when it comes down to the atheist community or the agnostic community, when they stand on that side, is the, the love of people that have, quote unquote, have Christ. You're supposed to love those people, man. You know, we don't mm-hmm. might not agree, but we still have to let the love of Christ, you know, dwell in us richly so they can see, you know, that 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 God has transformed the quote unquote Christian and those that are saying that they, um, you know, believe in God. That's what that's what I think, because obviously if somebody disagrees it's like, OK, well, after a while, you, they might not be able to, to hear. It. He says preaching is foolishness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To to those who, who can't hear, you know, so I just feel like the love, the love should per, um, permeate more than some 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 stuff, you know. And I definitely I definitely agree with that. So, like, yes, maybe evidence is strong enough to convince particular people. But I think and I think um, we're on the same page as this more than anything. What really influences people is character. That's something that I talked a lot about, too, like um, Mm -hmm. that your ideas have more power if there's character behind them. Right. And Mm. you're, you're like, yeah, you could express a true idea. But if you have no credibility in what you're saying, like if you're not known as a uh, honest person, if you're not known as a patient person or a humble person, then you're more Mm -hmm. likely to be dismissed because because then I don't trust your intention. Like, for example, if I if I am I talking to a prideful person, a prideful Mm -hmm. person's intention may not be to give me the truth. They just may get clear about their reputation or being right. But a humble person is not going to have that same motivation to obsess over uh, being right, you know? So there's more integrity. Yeah. And I, to, to piggyback off that real quick, it's for me, again, um, the Bible talks about every, everything that I pretty much say, I feel like the Bible talks about too, right? And this everything in general, mm-hmm. but like you, you'll know them by their fruits. So you, you can be telling me one thing, but the person who actually really knows comfort free or actually knows you, your family, your relatives, your friends, they know you by what you do. You know, and we, mm-hmm. we judge people based on that, you know, and everyone always so quick. Hey, thou shalt not judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. But and but we we do judge. You know what I mean? Not in the sense of judging <laughs> you and your salvation or you, um, you know, condemning you to hell or something. But we judge what's going on. So that's how we get our discernment, too. You know what I mean? So mm. um, I believe basically character, character speaks volumes. Integrity speaks volumes. Your actions and what you're doing speaks volumes more than what you're saying at the end of the day. And that that's actually true. Like, actually, one of the here we go. Here's one of the big things. The word that the word word in the Bible, for example, is actually the word logos. And I was just having a conversation with this. And the word logos is is basically the idea of word cannot be separated from your deed. Right. It's a it's a call and response. You say something and then something happens in response to what you are then saying. Um, Sure. Which means that if, in, in all honesty, what, if you're saying something, it should be synonymous with what you are doing. And it shouldn't contradict. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, I, and, I say, and I'll say probably 80 to 90% um, is the opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just straight, let's, let's, just call it, let's just call it what it is, man. Like a lot of people say, it, like being a man of your word or you know, saying I'm going to do something and you don't follow through. So that's a, that's a really, really um, big thing that goes on. You know, so yeah, I agree, man. 
agree. So for so for anyone coming in, um, absolutely feel free to send your questions any point in the dialogue, and we will absolutely address them. This is want to be one of more those provoking conversations where if people have any of these things that they feel is angry, sexist, or racist, violent, any of those things, we can pull them to the table. And if you don't, we will continue a discussion amongst ourselves about uh, and speculating about why people think that maybe some of the misconceptions about that. Maybe he actually is one of these things. And, and to get into that, who knows? Um, but for now, we're just going to continue a cool. conversation. So, um, so with, with that, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say with that being said, I wanted to just ask you directly, like, mm-hmm. do you believe that God is racist or, you know, are any of these, any of these, at, at Do some I, point, because you because you did mention that, you know, you were got you got kind of provoked on something that you read in scripture, and you kind of just dug in, and, and I, me too. I've done this. I've, it's been the same thing with me. So I just wanted to just kind of ask you di- directly, like, do you feel as if uh, God is angry, God is racist, God is sexist, or, or violent, um, from your own um, opinion? So I d- I used to in some of these areas, or I didn't want to believe it, but the evidence seemed to be stacking against him. So, like, for example, there's a story where uh, the people of David are carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. is being carried across the <laughs> desert. And this one guy yes, tries to stop it from slipping and he touches it <laughs> <laughs> and he just was smite to death. And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, he was done. He was done. Yeah. <laughs> so I read that yeah. story. And I'm like, you know, OK, um, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but I thought God was patient and kind and fluffy and like what happened? Like, you know, and so. I think that was one of my first big incidents and run-ins. And then, you know, uh, one of the big things that are contradictions that uh, uh, that come to mind, another one, is, you know, that the, the Ten Commandments say, thou shall not kill, but there are plenty of incidents where God takes authority over life or he sends his kingdom to start a war and kill these people. Oh, like, yep. for example, the entire story of Joshua, which is the promised land, right, the, the, the yes, land sir. of milk and honey, which is commonly known, for people who yes, don't sir. know, uh, the whole way that they were to retrieve that that land was through war. <laughs> they warred exactly. over his entire life period <laughs> to claim. Yeah, the you're land. right. So you're right, yeah. Okay, okay. No, I hear you. And so, did you ever rectify those things based off of the old covenant or the old testament to the new and kind of see? Because obviously, the old testament says God's the same today you know um yesterday and forever right mm-hmm. so it's the same, the same god of the old and the new and so did you ever get to a place where you, you were able to um rectify those those differences and um, with those stories so the actually uh funny story the the place that i got this title from is from a book that's not it's it's called the the only difference between my title and his is he doesn't have the word violent in there but he asked the mm. question is god angry sexist racist and um so that's where I got it. And so I, in his book, he actually addresses this concern. He talks about how um, he talks about how uh, the cultural conception of what was going on here and like how we should view the Ark of the Covenant for these people. And so he kind of mm-hmm. in a modern context almost equated it to like a nuclear power plant. Like imagine being irresponsible with a nuclear power plant. Like it would have drastic mm-hmm. consequences. Mm-hmm. And so the weight of that. And so then he also gives some historical context as to how they've handled the Ark of the Covenant up until this point. 
and it sh- and I think it even got stolen from the people. And but mind it- you, mind you, the Ark of the Covenant is this thing that's literally supposed to be the embodiment of the presence of God amongst these people to yes. protect them, and they let it get stolen. Yeah. So, um, and they put but, it next to their to their idol god Dagon, and that didn't, yeah. go, that didn't go too well. <laughs> that, <is. laughs> that, that, that didn't go too well for Dagon. So, yeah, for sure, I hear you. I hear you. No, it's, and exactly like, and you're exactly right. So, uh, and you're talking about the place where the the the, the statue of Dagon they keep founding it on his face, right? It kept falling on, on his head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I yeah. saw this story and I was just like, so it made sense. Like I, so like I think people should understand that with the, in the day that he lived, like in in the, these people, these civilizations lived, it was pre- yes. predominantly uh, polytheistic. It was predominantly people okay. who believed in multiple gods. And so something that I commonly yes. raise is he had to find a way to exalt his name above every other like God that was there. And so part of the thing is if you have this whole idea of sin or protection and things like that, you had to have a way to really put some consequence to it. Like uh, a conversation that I had is that a child's sense of morality is typically very rudimentally established by the age of five. Right. So but mm-hmm. so if if a, you let a child establish and does what it's going to do, they have a sense of a moral compass by the age of five. And how do I set that in place? I, well, it's taught. So so if imagine all of civilization being the age of five and you're trying to steer them in a direction, you're going to have to teach them. Right. Uh, spare the rod, spoil a child. You're going to have to teach them yeah, yeah. Uh, to associate their actions with consequence. And, and you have yes. to do that strong enough that they actually take you seriously and so that's one thing that mm-hmm. i often think about um yeah so yeah th- that and, was that, it, and that kind of made sense after that and then even even the flood like let's let's just go to the, the flood you know noah's flood dude like the when god said that in the um a man's heart is only evil continually you know what i mean always in the thoughts in the man's heart always you know that and i i, I he basically relented and i hated that i actually made man on earth and people are like oh you know what i mean and that just kind of shows you the natural state of the of 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 humans and people don't uh, like that you know what i mean they they like i'm i think my moral compass is good enough and i'm good enough and when you say that you're not and you say hey you know when preachers and pastors you're born a sinner like people don't they don't they don't it doesn't sit well with people because they feel as if whatever it could be an atheist an agnostic whoever there's people that are just genuinely good and God said that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's people have an issue with mm-hmm. that. But I mean, you know, let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> you know, he's it's the truth. <laughs> the truth is the truth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, for me, I guess I'm, I'm I'm at the place where when people are preaching and people are teaching from what I've been seeing, the majority of, of evangelical Christianity is it's. It's a lot of fluff, dude. It's a lot. It's not the real deal, mm, you know. And then yeah. when you preach the real deal, people call it, "Oh, he's a gloom and doom preacher," or he's a um a, a preacher that's preaching God, God of the wrath. But you have to realize that if you really love Jesus Christ, you're gonna preach the whole counsel of God. You know what I mean? Right. And I say that Absolutely. That I just I just have to say that's that's where I'm I'm at. You know what I mean? Like you have mm-hmm. to you have to say the truth in love because you, I'm gonna have to give an account not on your opinion, but for my life and what I did with his son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And people don't, and people, are, it's, it's, it's sad because people don't realize that, you know, obviously, you know, people, oh, you're going to die. And so you're, you're scared and all this other stuff. It's not even, it's not, it's not that. It's just, if you read the whole council and you actually see for what it is, it's the love 
is the main dominant factor of, of God, like through and through his love for us. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. And that's just my, 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 that's my take on it. You know, and I would have to agree with you in a lot of those standpoints and to the whole doom and gloom preacher thing. I think, uh, I think there are a lot of doom and gloom preachers who are in error because they don't properly understand the context of, see, this is the thing. There are not enough. The Bible is not something that you can read. It has to be studied. Like, I was thinking about this mm. the other day. So even the mm-hmm. four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are yes, Gospels sir. that are written to a particular audience. Like, there are, they are um, rhetorically crafted in a way that is supposed to relay something to these people. So there's a whole bunch of – and so this is what I'm thinking. Not only is he translating a story to a people who weren't there, He's also, mm-hmm. there are also cultural references within the stories that he's telling. So, yes, sir. <laughs> so when they happen, there's cultural references with what they're referencing, like, um, like in, the, in the actual experience where Jesus was walking, talking, and living, there was cultural references that were happening there. Then there's an entire yeah. other co- uh, layer, layer of interpretation because now you have to deal with the culture of the people that he's telling this story to, who is the audience Correct. that this was sent for. And then on top of that, you have the whole layered translation of words down the centuries of how words mean different from, things in the and the Latin and the Hebrew Greek to the and all Greek, of that. Yeah, Aramaic. Yep, yep. And so a lot of things get lost in translation because you, people don't go actually study the context that that this was written in. And so, so and so, yeah, then, okay, that, yeah. that's great. I didn't mean to cut you off. Great point. No, you're good. Great point. What I've what I've what I've been listening to with the majority of the people on this on stereo, right? is mm-hmm. that's the part where it doesn't sit well with people. Because if it was translated into the English language, they're always, they're always throw cast doubt and skepticism within that. Oh, well, mm-hmm. they left this out, or oh, or the book of the Maccabees, or oh. And so with that, all they do is continue to try to poke holes in the validity of scripture. And then people are like, well, huh, or yeah, or the letter J wasn't invented until, you know, 16, whatever year it was. <laughs> but there's so many like, you know what I mean? So many things, because I and I've gotten like not arguments, but debates with people, and because there's that cast so much doubt on the way God preserved His word and how it got translated, that they just dismiss it all entirely. And I'm like, dude, you know, you can't do that. You know, you like, you know what I mean? And so people don't mm-hmm. either want to believe it or want to receive it. And the the reason why I kind of cut you off was because that's the point that I feel like with the translations and the different versions of, you know, the King James, new King James, NIV, NASB and all that. People are like, what? No, man did it. Man did it. Man did it. And it's like, no, they're just translated from the, um, you know, from the old text, except two hundred in the, I forget what's the other one. Um, the dead, you know, the dead, we found the dead sea scrolls and all the other stuff. But mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people try to hang their hat on with, not believing that God's word is a holy word and it's actually from God. And it was, there's no contradictions in the X, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so, and that's a great point. And so, and I think that's another, that's another misconception that people have. Um, uh, what is the Bible? First off, in, in my opinion, I, t- I believe that the Bible is not an instruction book. I do not think it's an instruction manual. Uh, if you simply restrict it to an instruction manual, you're drastically misinterpreting it. Uh, so the mm-hmm. second point I want to make is that it's a book of books, right? It just didn't come crafted yeah. like this. Some of these are yes. scattered hundreds of years apart from each other, like, and they're scrolls that, that are assembled together. Um, and that's something yeah. to understand. And so, like, when you're looking at, for example, a verse or a chapter in the Bible, they didn't say, okay, today, chapter 15, 
No, it's a <laughs> yeah. coordinate. It's a coordinate system, so you can reference this complex, huge book and go to to identify things like, oh, you talk about a specific scripture. Well, you want someone to be able to go find that. So sometimes you see a verse in a breaking point, like in the middle of a sentence, and you can't just think, well, I'm going to start in the middle of this sentence and read this verse. No, that's simply a coordinate uh, system to reference where this is in this gigantic uh, assembly of other documents. Sure, sure. No, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, And, you know, 66 books, four different continents, three different languages, you know, all... No, quote unquote, no contradictions. A lot of people would argue me on the contradiction part and based off their their reasoning and stuff like that. But at the same time, again, man, it's all subscribed and it's all one theme and Jesus Christ is the theme, dude. It's just riddled with him all over the place. The prophecies, the there's just so much. And it's it's alive, man. And people don't are trying to look at read it like it's Harry Potter. Like, what are you thinking? You know, you can't do that. Like this, it's a, yeah. it's a real, it's a, it's a, a real, it's a lot living word, you know, it's a living thing. And so, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just, I know that for me, my, my heart is always to kind of, I'm not even an, an apologist, like I, where my apologetics is always like are all the way up there, but I just love mm-hmm. Christ, man. I, I love God. He, he transformed my life through and through, um, not to go too deep into my testimony, but it just, that's just what it is. And that's what I know that I, it's hard for me not to not speak about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and, but, and, and no, I feel I, that you, you're totally subscribed to talk about that like I think I think that's one of the things that should be normalized and that's kind of one of the things that I can't aim to accomplish like like why are you offended that I'm talking about my like my worldview when you talk about your worldview all the time right like this is something that's of drastic importance to me so of course it's going to come out of my mouth like I didn't tell you to subscribe to it I didn't say hey join sure. this I'm just it's just my personal expression Right. And that's that should be normalized for all people, for a Muslim, for an atheist, for um, mm-hmm. for whoever that whoever that case may be. Right. And maybe it brings offense mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, well, let's ask some questions. Why are you offended? Yeah. So so let me with that, let me ask you this, though. So when you say you normalize your your goal is to normalize what per se, just general conversation about things that could be anything and it's okay to have the healthy discussion about it or what is it that you're trying to say that's not normal that you're trying to normalize uh so there's a lot of different things like first off conformity has or an assimilation has done major damage to our society i think that everyone has to like subscribe to one idea or a particular idea so because of that Mm -hmm. a lot of you somewhere else you can't bring your culture into this conversation you can't bring your belief into this conversation but if you're having any conversations around truth then your culture your faith your background are all going to be involved inevitably so it mm, be this mm. big controversial thing that it can't be mentioned like it shouldn't be like that you should be able to speak your mind uh you should be able to say things that people they don't like you should be able to be wrong you know all of these things should Mm -hmm. should be okay they should be normal and they're not sure um so a couple of things that i aim to do one i kind of aim to offend the church (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i want Uh, to offend the church (laughs) i think that's something that needs to happen (laughs) no no Um, because a lot of churches aren't even churches though man i'll just tell you like we're straight i'll tell you like it is it's not they're not like even in Revelation, there was churches that needed to repent like ASAP because you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep, go ahead. 
No, and you're, you, this is a conversation. So if you have something to say, I, I don't mind pausing at all. You're bringing really good thoughts to the table and other perspectives that I'm not. So, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like a lot of these places aren't because, be, and here's the thing, because, and this is, this is the kicker. This is the punchline. This is why I am who I am. This is why I'm coming for free. Spiritual, I hate, and I say this over and over again. I hate spirituality for the same reason that I hate religion. It's pursued out of comfort, not truth. Mm. So a mm-hmm. lot of the reasons that these churches aren't churches, like you say, and they're in error is because they're not pursuing it for truth. They're pursuing it because it's convenient and comfortable, and they would rather not change to something else. I hear you. I hear you preaching now. You're preaching now. Okay, I hear you. And, I, I, and I'll just say like this. With the, with, the, with the point that you made about the, the normalize, um, the things that are not normal in regards to these mm-hmm. conversations, basically, people are ignorant. So you can't even have a, have a dialogue and a conversation that's even healthy to get to that place because people haven't done their own due diligence with, with knowing what they're even talking about. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, yes. like you said, yes. they're, they're bringing their culture, they're bringing their ideas and their peace and, um, and opinions and reason in their age, whatever, to a conversation. And all they can do is they have limited thinking <laughs> or, or mm-hmm. just ignorance on what you're talking about. And then they'll just get, you know, it'll get nasty or somebody will say something out of whatever. And that's what that's what happens over time, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And I think you're right. And I think that's one of the people that God may may lean on God being racist. Right. Because in my like, for example, um, there's a big controversy about female. um What's it called? Where you, circumcision, female circumcision, where you where you basically a woman can no longer have or pleasure stimulated from the sex. Pleasure, they cut it out. They right. cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so there's big controversy around that because there's a lot of health issues and regulations that can be around it. So, uh, so is that in the Muslim this, faith or the? Yeah, that's that's in the, it's it's in the Muslim places a lot in Islam. certain regions of uh, Africa as well. Well, I mean, Islam. Okay. There's a lot of Islam in Africa too. So, but. Um, the, sure. the point the point that I bring this up is is it this opens the door for the idea that some parts of culture can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There are parts of my culture that and I'm not necessarily as an African-American culture, but even simply the culture amongst my family that. Sure. I, I said, well, this is fine because it's my culture, which isn't necessarily true. Like, for example, the oppression of women has been a cultural thing. Yeah, it has. And it's not, uh-huh. it's not okay, and it's wrong. And I think it's very offensive to tell a person that possibly that their culture, something about it is, is not true or, or right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I, think, I think, yeah, we can talk about the females and the glass ceiling. Like, even I go back to when I was in, you know, in college when I was in, uh, I forgot what, what kind of class, sociology class or something like that. My, my teacher, was, she was awesome. And she spoke about the glass ceiling and all that stuff. And so when Hillary was going against uh, Trump, I personally felt like she was a, a politician, a little bit more qualified. And I don't know why this conversation is kind of going this way, but I used it as I felt like the reason why she didn't win was because she was a female. I, I, that was just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think she didn't win because she was a female. And I don't think the, the world was ready for a female president. Just, but I, I looked at it like, you know, Clinton's been there. He did good, except for that you know, little thing that he did. And, you know, um, you know, he could just be behind the scenes kind of basically doing it, you know, call the shot. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but I have <laughs> to say that, you know, I, I do believe the the whole equality thing that has its certain, um, there's some things that need to get better. And then there's some things that kind of boundaries kind of still need to be followed with, with that, you know, cause I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you 
if you were familiar with the movement, there was this, this movie a couple of years ago. It was called like Free the Nipple. And I'm like, oh, yeah, women yeah. were like, yo, I need to free the nipple. Like, I, I want to be free. I, the equality thing. Right. And I'm like, so mm-hmm. you mean to tell me that you want to actually like jog down the street like with no <laughs> with no shirt on or bra, you know, or like, you know, just just out. And I'm just like, there's you know, what kind of dangers will that bring in regards to females you know what i mean because there's, there's predators there's all kinds of stuff so i'm like there's certain lines that you kind of can't you know what i mean does that make sense mm-hmm. no you're absolutely i think um so and this gets complicated and because people think that there's like oppressive oppression against like your expression so so for example if you are in the christian community one of your obligations is to not cause other people to stumble into sin Yes, sir. But if you're yes, not sir. Christian, then that's not your obligation. And so there's this and I'm not I'm not stating my side on this yet, but I, I'm just opening the door yeah. for a conversation. So it gets really ambiguous because you're you're like, well, you're it's like we're, it's almost like there's there's two problems, one on the Christian side, one on the secular side. One, I think the Christians place an expectation for them to participate in their faith. Like I, it's not, this person isn't Christian. So this is not their responsibility to stop you and how you identify with sin. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's not their responsibility, but on the other side, um, I think there's just, there's, there's just certain things that kind of begin to, how do I want to put this? Here's what I have an issue with. Um, I'm not going to say that I have an issue with anything pre- revolving around free the nipple. I think that okay. it's, it's a it's a normal they're trying to normalize that there's nothing that I wear there's nothing that I've put on there's nothing that I am that I'm revealing that should cause you to infringe on my well-being like whether that's, that's rape a, that's molestation I, I, but go but ahead how do you how can you how you know what I mean like like in reality if they're trying to say that I should be able to do that and that's not going to happen or that someone shouldn't, isn't going to infringe on it, regardless of them being in the faith or not. That's just, I think that's, that's, uh, it's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just not true. You see a girl well, that's jogging down the street, that's topless. Dudes are, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like the natural state of. But that's ahead. the point. That shouldn't be normal. <laughs> that should not be normal. It shouldn't be normal that we think, come on, that's like, what, what are you thinking? Like, why, why would you think that you could do that? Like, that should not be normal. Like, dude, something's going to happen to you. So it should be the case that they should be able to do that. But the, the problem is it's not the case. Right. And, it, and guess what? It goes back to the nature of man. Just straight up. But that's you not know, necessarily their responsibility. And that's the thing. What do you, no, because I, I remind you. From, 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 the, from the female perspective, I understand. Where you, I see that. I see that. You're right. But that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? And, that, and, that's, and that's something I agree on. So that's something I say that that plagues me. I don't have a problem participating and fighting for the equality and the safety of women. Right. Um, I, I do have a problem with. How do I want to phrase this? I think it, if you are fighting for the safety of all women, it should not be at the risk of your own safety. And so that's kind of the issue that I have. Like, it's not, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't victim blame. I'm never going to say you, like if someone raped you, that was their fault. They should have had self-control. That was, their, yeah. that was, that yes. was completely on them. What I will say is <laughs> you, you are a sheep that exists in a world of wolves and you have, and, and yeah. you should carry yourself as if you're walking amongst wolves. Modestly. And that's kind of how yeah, I yeah. think. Um, 
And so, so I don't, I'm not going to blame them for that, but it does like stricken me like what if, right? Because this is the world that we live in. Should you be able to do this? Absolutely. But can you, and are you willing to stand for this principle at the potential exploitation of yourself? But what, but that's, so the morality though, the morality of it, I'm a, say I'm a happily married man, right? Okay. I see a, a female jogging down the street, topless. What does that do to my morality? <laughs> what does that do to what does that do to someone? You see what I'm saying? So I I, I get everything that you're saying, but in the equal, so there's some stuff because we're male and female that's not okay. equal. You see what I'm saying? And so I think by saying that women get to a place where they get offended, like no, like for example, we can use John um, John MacArthur. He's a really um, you know renowned pre- preacher and teacher. Mm-hmm. And he gets a lot of flack because he's he sticks by what the Bible states and says. And he says, guess what? Hey, women should not teach in the church. There shouldn't be no women pre- preachers. And people are like, what? They want to stone him. Blasphemy. What are you talking about? But because the Bible says, if you know, from Paul's writings mm-hmm. <laughs> that a woman shouldn't teach in the church. But I know why if you dig in, like you were saying, if you dig in the text about the reason why what was going on in that time, what was going on was there, there allows it, there was disorder in the church, you know, and then, then says, um, this, the whole sexist part, um, a, a woman should go and, and learn from her husband, you know, should be silent, mm-hmm. should be doing this, she should be doing that. And the mm-hmm. women are, you know, they raise an eyebrow like, hold on, time out. But not realizing that if they follow the teachings of, of, of the Bible, it's, 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 it's godliness and it's, you know, um, um, holiness on their part and, and being reverent to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And people, again, with their just rationale, they're like, I don't agree with now. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> so, well, okay. So I agree with a couple of things and I disagree with a couple of things. And I wanted, I wanted sure. first, I, for the sake of, I don't want anyone ever to take the vulnerability of a conversation like this on their own. So if, I'm going to start with the things that I agree with, because we're talking about some really controversial things here. Um, yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree for, with the cultural interpretation and stuff like that. And I, and I personally, I'm never going to place this on anyone else, but I definitely subscribe to the idea that, I don't think it's necessarily safe to to, for example, to do the revealing thing. But I'm not. But here's where I started to disagree. I don't think it's any person's obligation to stop me from sinning unless they are also of the Christian faith, because that is that only then does that become one of the obligations. Because if you're talking about like, let's say something like marriage, marriage in marriage, you should not commit adultery because it's a a sin to be an adulterer. But the, if there, for example, there is an atheist, there is no adultery. So there is no obligation to stop you from sinning against your wife. But, okay, so there's no obligation, but there is the, the obligation to, to, to share your reasoning behind what you believe. Does that make sense? So, like, for example, when I'm asking, so if people go like, hey, you shouldn't infringe or if I don't believe that or you shouldn't be trying to you know, get me to conform and all this stuff, but you're supposed to share the reason for the hope mm-hmm. that lies within you. You know what I mean? Say that again. Be ready. Like, you should be able to share for the, the reason that, of the hope that you have within you, the Bible states. Meaning, the reason why I believe this and I'm, I'm a Christian or I think this way is X, Y, Z. And I'm not going to put that on somebody else, but I am going to encourage. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I mean, it go, go out and, you know, preach the gospel unto everyone. And if someone doesn't receive it, they don't receive it. That's not my, that's not my job. But I am going to do my due diligence by sharing the reason why I, I'm the way that I am or the reason why I'm following Christ, the reason okay. why I'm a Christian. I understand you what you're what saying? saying. So, but here's the thing. I think that's out of order, like out of, it's not, 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 okay. Not that it's wrong, but it's not in the proper order that it should be like the, the sequential order. 
Because like, for example, one of the things that I look at, would you, would you agree that what you're saying right now is, is loving your neighbor? You're basically saying, love your neighbor. Don't, don't allow, don't be participate in their, in their sin, right? Love, like love them, right? Sure. Sure. Does that make sense? Well, our first obligation before we can love our neighbor is first we have to love ourselves. And even before we love ourselves, we love God, right? In, in our world. Yeah. So the sure. first thing that I can I, I convince them of cannot be, hey, do this. I first have to introduce to them to no, love, no, no. the love of God. And then once they sure. choose accountability to something like, hey, you, like, you don't want to be a stumbling block to someone else, then we can kind of have that conversation, but not before, in my opinion. I, I think, okay, so I think the order is this, right? It's God, neighbor, and then self. Meaning I, you put the self on, your, on the shelf, you know what I'm saying? Because... The, that my life isn't in my own anymore. You know, I'm, okay. I'm just, in, I'm just a vessel in the, in the, in the, in the hands of the master. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get to that place, uh, when it comes to other people, the reason why I, how I should step, I, the Christian should be obviously sanctified and separated from the world because you're not of, you're not of the world. And, right. But in okay. order, so I think, I, I think what the church has done this is trying to attract to the world to get the people to come in and then, and then try to teach them, the ways of Christ and the love of Christ by appealing to their way of thinking and ideologies and stuff to, to come in. That's why it's like, it's like a false, it's a false teaching in a sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so, like a, it's like a hyper, hyper, hyper grace. It's like, like it's, it's super, boom. it's not right. Yeah, like, you know what? Hey, you know what? Courtship, you know, shacking up is okay. You're going to find everyone does it. You know what? Um, fornication's cool. You know, we've all been there, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you know, we, we don't. The, that's what discipleship is, and the discipleship within the Christian church is mm-hmm. very, very, very. It's not. It's not there, dude. <laughs> like you know, this technology age, we're 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 the, basically the kids these days are being raised by the phones, man. The YouTubes and the whatever's out there. You know, the, I agree. Uh, and, and parents do put that off on the children a lot. Like, oh, I don't feel like dealing with you right now. Well, here. You babysit. Go ahead and hey, go ahead and hop on that iPad, man. Go ahead and go <laughs> yeah, over there and do it. And not knowing that the iPad, the the TikToks and all this stuff is just everyone's you know it's, you know twerking. <laughs> everyone's revealed. You know what I mean? I'm 13, 14. With of course, I'm gonna be like, whoa. So I, I don't know how this how I got here, but my thing is is that I personally believe that we're supposed to have we have to die to ourselves daily. I right? agree. And and, and 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 learn to let God fill us up and for Him to use us in that way. But we're so we're, we're stuck in the selfie age, dude. We're stuck in the me, 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 me. It's all about me. Yeah, it's gratification. How, yeah, how do we get, how do we relate to the other person? You know, and you know, not, yeah, I'm not going to save the world, but the, my, my, my friend and this person, hey man, hey, yo, come for free, dude. You're like, you're different, man. What, what's going on? And you tell them the, you know, you tell them your testimony, you tell them what's, what's on your heart and whatever it is. And, and that should encourage somebody to be like, I'm going to start digging too, man. I'm going to start researching too. You know, it's and it's not you forcefully trying to force feed a Bible thump or slice them, but mm-hmm. because of your witness that you have or the the, the education and the, the the stuff that you've done to get to the t- where you're at mm-hmm. is grace. <laughs> you know, in other words. So we're, you're gonna have to be my go-to guy for these conversations. We gotta we gotta flush a lot of things out in between. So this is gonna probably be a, a multiple episode thing breaking down into parts, and I have some ideas. Um, but like going back to subjects, right? So um, angry, sexist, racist. I think we've been talking a little bit about sex. Oh, and there was one more thing that I wanted to touch on. Um, I definitely believe that that women should and can be preachers and and leaders and all of those things. And I don't think the Bible teaches against that. See, this is, and I think this is a difference between the description and an, and a mandate. 
right? I can give you a mandate that says do this. And I can give you a description of something that happened, right, which says that. So, like, for example, this person said this and went there. That doesn't mean that I'm supporting. And that's what I think personally, in my opinion, brings authenticity uh, to it because it's often willing to say things that um, um, disagree. Like another person was having a conversation on here. They were talking about Lot and how the Bible called Lot a righteous man. Yet he slept yep. with his two daughters when they intoxicated him. And he offered, offered this is the same man that offered his daughters up to be raped by men when they wanted to sleep with the, the angels. The angels. The angels, right. yep, yep. And so the, yep. this is a person that's a central character in the biblical narrative. And the Bible is willing to tell you these things that happen, but that doesn't mean that they're in support of these things. So I think a lot Absolutely. of descript, description-based things happen that the Bible is not necessarily coercing or supporting. It's just being integral and honest. And can I and can I chime in on the sense of then that's where doctrine comes in. There's a, mm. a, a story and of the Old Testament or what's going on during that time. And then there's doctrine that we have that we're supposed to follow after. OK, that's written in the new as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I and and it's, it's kind of for me with the whole women thing with as far as preachers and teachers, because God used, you know, Deborah was a prophetess. You know, he used a lot of mighty women. Um, there was uh, Ezra. There was all kinds of different females you know stories and books that in regards to how god used women too so i mm -hmm. I, I hear that aspect but when it comes down to the doctrine and how things are how the um how he set it up in regards um god man female and how he has that you know he's a god of god of order and how mm -hmm. he has that set up you know there has to be some validity behind that you know within the the um following of christ and the teaching of christ and how the body of christ and the church is supposed to go in my opinion in my, in, okay. from, from what I believe, what I, what I think, what I know, so, actually. So, so this is one thing I'll say. And this is something I and did some research on before coming to here because I had a suspicion and my suspicion was actually conform, uh, confirmed. In the beginning, like when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you see that they're cursed, right? And so that's the person. I think this is a, a passage people struggle with a lot. So you got these innocent people who know a little bit about right and wrong. They don't know a ton about it. And they walk into this place and they, they eat from this tree. And all of a sudden they got all of these super drastic and dire consequences. And everyone was like, you got to go back though. You got to, you got to back up. You okay. got to back up when he, he, he gave the commandment. Like he gave the, he said, he, told, he, he did gave tell it to them the, to the man, were, to the man though. Mm -hmm. And he they told, were aware. The they, they were, they were aware of what was right and wrong. You're right. That's true. In that instance for that commandment. But this, I'm, I'm just explaining, I'm just being, I'm being the atheist or the agnostic in this position and explaining okay. what they felt and thought. And so you see okay. this. And so, so they were like, well, how could this, this big punishment be put on these people? Well, here's the thing. He, he did tell them that if they were to eat, they would surely die. And they ate. And what happened? They would surely die. But, but and here's the thing that I, I looked up. So I looked at the word curse. And this is why you have to study. The and word you, curse you does in not. The, in the Hebrew? Yes, in the, Hebrew? in the Hebrew text. And it has a lot of different meanings to it, actually. And one of the yeah. big things that I saw is, and this is one of the, uh, the things that I speculated. One of the definitions of the word curse is to predict. So mm -hmm. it's predicting something negative that will happen. It's not determining it. So in the use, okay. in, the, in, that, in that passage in Genesis, it's not saying... I'm going to spank you. It's more like a head slap. Like, because you did this, this is what will happen. And he, it was more like a, 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 a prophesying, if, if you will. Like, it was, it, was a, 
it was a prediction about what was going to take place. It was telling them what was happening as a consequence of their actions. It wasn't determined in and of that moment. It was already decided that if this happened, this is what will result. And so he's telling them the result, not saying, okay. boom, let me, let me like, let me just destroy you. Like, let me, I'm angry at you and I want to take it out. I need to well, relieve myself. Well, there was mercy. There was mercy with even within them being cursed. You know, when he gave them the, the you know, got the skins and covered them and stuff when they felt realized that they're, that, that, that they were naked. But again, he, 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 he lists several curses, you know, the childbearing being one, you know what I mean? You got, you have pain, you know? And so like, I, again, you know, when you actually look back and you go and you read that and you're kind of like, dang God, that's a part I, again, what I was talking about earlier is like, our basically our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways aren't his ways. You know, Isaiah, Isaiah 55, you know what I'm saying? Like, we try to put that and think like, what, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? Like, God, why it was perfect. Why would you even have sin come in? Like, why would you have them get deceived? Why would the serpent be able to do this? And people go into the gap theory and it's all this other stuff. And it con it just continues to mm -hmm. put in our, 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 you know, our small thinking compared to our almighty God and creator of heaven and earth and the universe. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if I kind of went on a tangent and just kind of not dismissing what you were saying, but I think we have to take it in this full, um it's full context and it, it is what it is we, we all we're all died in adam you know there's there, you mm -hmm. know, adam was the first man and then christ being the second man and you know, he, he redeemed all men to himself mm -hmm. um and then you know it, it is what it is now we're here mm -hmm. <laughs> and i got and it's, it's appointed for man to die once and then the judgment you know what i'm saying right. so and the beginning of knowledge and, and understanding and wisdom is what fear the lord not in the right. sense of terror like I'm, i need it i scared but fear like in the reverent the reverential fear yeah, it's like, like awe. awe you're in awe, of, like, like right? Father. Like when your daddy spanked you, like, oh, now I don't want to do that no more. My dad gonna tear me up. Like, okay, in the in the spiritual sense, like, must my my heavenly father? He's 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 gonna he's gonna provide for me. Mm -hmm. If he can provide for the birds, so, he can provide for me. <laughs> you know. So the the actually the word terror that they often use biblically, I think, is poorly translated because the word terror actually means more similarly to like trembling and. Uh, like you're in awe of uh, like something. And so it's a similar word to the word trans like that, that we use. You're entranced mm -hmm. by not necessarily. So mm -hmm. the way that I often describe the fear of the Lord is you're more, you are more like jaw dropped by the goodness and the omnipotence of God. than you are afraid of the sin. So mm -hmm. you would, you would rather have the love of the father than the comfort of sin. That's how I describe the fear of the Lord. Okay. Um, Amen. And, but it, Real quick, though, I think it's a little healthy of both based on there is a there is a little fear because every person in the Bible that encountered either that's true God or the angel fell flat straight down to their face like, oh, snap, like, what was me? I'm undone. You know, the uh, the prophet. Um, well, those are their natural lit. reactions, though. Are you going to say like, where does it say to do that necessarily? Because it because typically when you have that, they all they typically say fear not like as soon as the angel gets there, they're afraid. They're yeah. they're like Amen. trembling, and the angel says, "Fear not." So sure, and then sure. and then the other thing. What I had another thought to add to what you're saying before you replied, just so you can comment in all of it. I forgot though. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, I, I I hear you. I hear you with that. I just feel like because that's what it was, and because God is holy, and because mm -hmm. he's you know he's the unapproachable in light. You know when he, when when um. When Moses said, can I see you? you know, no man can see me and live within this body, this flesh. You know, God is spirit. And, you know, he's consuming fire, right? Like, okay. it's just a, it just naturally, 
it's not that fear like the the terror fear but at the same time it's like i gotta i gotta bow <laughs> every knee will i gotta bow down and lower um just because some of the stories in the bible when there was a dude there's a pharisee right and that, that parable mm-hmm. when he's like hey lord I, I i thank you that i'm not like these other people i fast twice a day i do all the rituals i do all this stuff and he's like basically boasting in his own righteousness and there's mm-hmm. another man who doesn't even look up to heaven he's like i'm not even gonna look up to heaven i'm not worthy like and then he, that guy went away justified, the scripture says. And so I say that to say, like, the the reverent, the reverence that we have for God is is really minute because people are people want basically essentially are playing God. You know what I mean? They're like, God, I need you to come and give me answers. Not realize, like, are you kidding me? You're talking to you talking to God. <laughs> if you if my people will humble themselves, if they humble themselves and come to me, you know, I'll heal their land type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But again. You know, we're we're the we're the big back, you know, shot callers and stuff, not realizing that God is God is the God, ultimate shot caller. You know? And then that the, definitely exactly and that definitely fits into the Genesis narrative. And I talked about this before, and I don't think this is something that many people know. Uh the tree of knowledge of good and evil, I said this last time, is not this mythical, mystical thing that's commenting on uh cosmic morality. It's more so commenting mm-hmm. on two different ways to perceive wisdom. Um, Tove and Ra. Um, you can look this up on the Bible Project. Mm-hmm. They talk about this. It's a it's a podcast. It's really good, actually. Tove is mm-hmm. the word for good, and Ra is the word for bad. And it's not actually like evil. It's bad. Like you don't have an evil mm-hmm. milkshake. This is the example they use. He said you have a bad milkshake. So it's two ways to perceive wisdom. Um, you have uh, you wisdom from your own eyes, which is what you're saying. You know, like God, and then you have wisdom from relationally from God, like. It's essentially the difference between your, your parent telling you not to touch the stove versus you mm-hmm. going to touch the stove. And people say that we need to learn by our consequences and by the, our failures. And I think to a degree that's true, but I think it's allowing for something that's unreasonable, right? Because look from this paradigm of good wisdom and bad wisdom. I get the same mm-hmm. information, but in one of the cases, it costs me more. In one of Mm. the cases, it costs me much more than it will. And I think that's happened to me a lot of times in my life where I would pursue wisdom, right? Or, and I would do it from my own eyes and I learned the same lesson, but the sin that it brought to my life or the depression that it brought to my life or something of that nature wasn't worth, wasn't worth learning it that way. I would have rather learned it the other way. I would have rather learned it the other way. Let me. I gotta. I gotta play devil's advocate for a second. Then, when okay. when we don't go through hardships and trials and struggles and different things, mm-hmm. when or will we ever be broken enough to even look up and ask God what's going on? You know well, what I mean? I don't when think I got it going we didn't, on. Well, we have to be broken enough to go on because we have to get through our sin. But that wasn't the intentional. Like that wasn't the original intention, right? Like for example, Adam was intimate before God, and they walked and talked together, and he was as. Uh, a child unto him until the point where he brought sin into the mix. But I, that, you know, that didn't necessarily have to happen. No. Was it, was no. it like inevitably going to happen? Yes. I, I think that, but I don't think it no, was think always the, the case. The it's, it states that, you know, everything that he made was good until he, until man was by himself. And I, it's not good that the man should be alone. And that's why I think he, you know, took the rib and did the whole, the whole, the whole nine with mm-hmm. the woman. Um, okay. But I say that to say that, again, God's um, eternal wisdom and knowledge and all, like I said, like the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could just take that verse and be like, oh, snap. So you already, you know what I mean? You already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
you know, I, I don't know. I just guess I just I pray and revelation more faith and just and knowledge to just, you know, um, follow what Christ is, wants me to do, you know, while I had because, like, again, I think life is a vapor is so fast, so quick. Okay. And our time is time is short, dude. It's, it's short, man. And I, the sense of urgency in regards to the church, I feel like is lacking as well. Um, but again, I, don't I agree. Know if I, I, I agree. That. Right. I, I, just, I agree I with the urgency like the, piece of that. Yes. Uh, when we don't have any sense of urgency. People are too comfortable. People are too mm-hmm. comfortable. That's why when people are the pastors that were preaching, like, I want to say gloom and doom, but people that are preaching the real authentic, real stuff, it's hard for people to hear that. But that's what the same thing Christ was doing in his day. They couldn't receive, they couldn't hear it. Okay, but then you have to realize who Jesus was preaching to in his day and age too. He often brought the offense, not to the Gentiles, but to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. That's who he brought And for anyone who doesn't know, the Sadducees were more like the political leaders and the Pharisees were people who had like influence over the people um they had a lot of influence over the people and that's something to know so that so basically he brought offending them intentionally saying all of you and what you understand is like stupid religious you don't really know what's going on um and so but but when you look at the gentiles he did not throw scripture in their face what did he do he Mm -hmm. spoke in parables 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 you have to remember in the time that the parables were written they were not scripture they were examples that the people the common people could understand and translate right we can't we can't obviously i believe and i subscribe to the idea that the word of god is infallible right i agree with that but the word of god is completely fallible to someone who does not know the word and or have a relationship with the person that we view as god right so So you have to start with the relationship and you have to and first and that's what jesus did like he, that's what he did amongst these people let me ask you can i ask you a question yeah do you remember when do you remember the reason why he starts speaking in parables uh i don't know exactly what you're referring to you would uh, i'll tell you if i so, know what you're talking about after so, you mention so so i'm saying it before so god was explaining stuff or jesus was explaining stuff and uh-huh. be, before he started talking in parables is because they continued to, to to, to not believe so he's like, I'm, I'm not he's i'm done i'm done i'm done speaking you know plainly i'm gonna start take, speaking in parables based on they're not hearing and not seeing you see what i'm saying does that, does that make sense do you do you recall that at all in the scriptures so he said i i i, I speak like this so that the blind would see and that those who see may be blind right yeah yeah yes okay so i mean i definitely so personally what i believe part of what I subscribe and interpret that as is those who are pure in heart, no matter what culture or faith that they come from, they will subscribe to words that are true and they will recognize that within them and they will see. And then those who are religiously bound or by their pride or whatever the case may be, they will be blind because they won't hear it or receive it. Right. Um, that's kind of how I I look at that. Um, but either, so, so you would have to explain a little more what your argument is around this idea of like, why, why he starts sp- speaking his parables. I don't understand the point you're necessarily trying to make. Basically, in other words, that it was strategic that he starts speaking in parables. And I forget what, what part he, um, with, with, I think it was Matthew 13, I think. But okay. I just, I just wanted to kind of shed some light on that. It wasn't just he, cause he, when you were talking, it was just kind of like, he just was speaking in parables just to be speaking in parables, but it was a transition from him speaking plainly and then going to parables based off of what was going on at that time. I do think it was strategic, much to the middle strategic, strategic. I'm not arguing against that. Um, more uh-huh. so of what I'm, I'm more so of what I'm arguing is that it was strategic, right? 
is in, mm. in, in the relation to people. So it may have had multiple functions, right? It may have been specifically because of maybe the Pharisees and the Sadducees on religious folk, but it may also have been uh, for the Gentiles and, uh, and as well, right? Like, per, you know, sure. um, and he did a lot of things that weren't really uh, looked upon as like good. Like it wasn't it wasn't good for Jews to dwell around Gentiles, much less sinning Gentiles who were viewed as whores like the woman at the well. Uh, you've had five husbands before this one. Right. Um, and people she excommunicated herself from everyone else specifically because she didn't want the embarrassment of being around them culturally. Right. Um, yeah. But so. OK, so typically I try to keep this in uh, our format. So let's just start sure. like closing, closing comments, closing comments, final remarks. And this is definitely a conversation we can resume in the future. I think in the future, we'll label it differently. Like we'll stick to particular categories because this is a lot. To it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. At one yeah, point in time. So, and, and, and unpack. It's a lot to unpack. Absolutely. And then having a, and having a roadmap, roadmap in a direction. So no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So this will be a continuing conversation and uh, I think a, a series of episodes that I will do on this channel. Obviously, guys, um, once again, talking to my audience, it's not the only episodes I'll do. We will engage in many other things. I also plan to come out with some tools, um, some tools for people to engage in offensive conversation. Like how do I, in, I interact with this? How do I interpret this? And how do I take something away from this? But that's in the future. Um, you'd have to catch us next yeah. time. All right. See you guys later. Um, great conversation. Sorry, comfort. Yeah, great right. one, man. Have a good one. You too. Later. Okay. That's the end of this episode. If you like this kind of content and or just want to support me and what I'm doing, you can go to the entire video at Stereo.com slash comfort underscore free. Or you can support me on my Patreon page. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash comfort free conversations. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash comfort free conversations. Thanks and catch you next time.